Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Brian Esposito. He's the CEO and founder at Esposito Intellectual Enterprises. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kelsey. How are you today? I'm doing well. Excited to have you. So, Brian, why don't you start and tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, you, you, you put my title and name out there perfectly. So, <laughs> Brian J. Esposito, CEO and founder of Esposito Intellectual Enterprises. It is a holding company that I've built over the last 20 years of my professional career. Wholly owned at the top level by me. Underneath that, I'm humbled and grateful to have accumulated over 100 companies, over 200 joint ventures around the world, and proudly operating in over 25 different industries. And I look at it like an exceptional arsenal of IP, technologies, products, solutions, and services. We have tremendous management in place at these companies to strongly lead them forward. And then they're supported and protected by great legal, accounting, compliance, and regulatory. We even have a private security division that protects a lot of our key IP and key personnel. And then that is further supported by our investment banking, private banking, and strategic capital partners. Uh, so I built, um, I built a world that I needed to build to protect my holdings, my brain, my thoughts, my relationships, and my resources. And now I'm at a point in my life where rather than people that used to use me or take advantage of me and bring me into their worlds and me waiting for their empty promises, I now invite people into my world that I know are good people, ethical people, uh, people with empathy. And at the end of the day, it's just good work, uh, good people doing good work. And over the last six years, what I really love to do is everything that I explained and take everything that I've built in my holdings and arsenal of resources and I get invited in and to work with startups, even up to Fortune 500 companies. And the whole goal is to create value, boost balance sheets, open up new markets, protect stakeholders. And um, I'm not the unicorn guy. I'm very old school in my business philosophies where if you want to be in business, you got to have revenues. And if you want to stay in business, you got to be in profitable and then be properly valued off of a multiplier of your earnings. Very old school, basic business. And that's what I do. That's what I love to do. That's fantastic. And when did you first become interested you know, in, in the industry? Uh, so I've been building businesses since late teens. So I've always been an entrepreneur in my spirit. I always see the world differently than most. I'm a find the need, fill the need kind of guy. And, um, and now I'm grateful that I have exceptional talent and people to go to when I see an opportunity to get a product or a service or a piece of IP yeah. properly built, properly priced, properly deployed into the market and then support that product to uh, to a customer base, whether consumer or enterprise, and nothing that's a fad or a trend. I don't get involved in that because it takes the same amount of time to build something. So I want to build something that has a long-term need and that the market can really benefit from. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. So talk to me a little bit about what differentiates Esposito Intellectual Enterprises from its competition. I know you mentioned kind of, you know, like you said, being old school. Talk me through that a little bit. Uh, the biggest differentiator is me. So, so <laughs> fair enough, that, fair as enough. corny as that is to say, <laughs> but it's it's being realistic. It's it's growing things properly and having a, a nice, healthy, sustainable growth cycle. Uh, things that jump too fast and aren't properly supported tend to crash just as fast. Uh, so flesh in the pan. I mean, we've all seen some great companies that come and go really quickly. Uh, so for me, it's. I learned a lot throughout my history. It's there's a couple of variables that's really important to me. I'm a connector. I love connecting people. I love connecting A and B and creating an opportunity. And I learned that sometimes you got to really know when to. So it's it's connecting the right people, but at the right time. 
So that's the differentiator with, with what I've built is knowing there's a play and having the right people to go after that opportunity and making sure both parties are more than, you know, if it's two or three parties or more than that, that they're all ready to properly go into it. They have the resources, they have the time, they have the, you know, the mental capacity, and then we go. Uh, also, people know how I work. So it's really interesting when I bring parties together, everybody puts their guns on the table because they know I, I see an opportunity. And everybody says, okay, how do we do this? And we just get it done and everybody wins. It's a win, 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 win situation. Uh, when you take out greed and ego and stupidity, for lack of a better word, you can really do a lot of things with people. But it's usually those deadly sins that cause great things to not happen or relationships to go south. So, you know, it's just knowing who to bring to the table and how everybody's going to play together and managing that relationship or multiple relationships is, is what, what I do best. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. You know, was there ever a point when you were, you know, really getting through kind of the, the beginning stages of building um, Esposito Intellectual Enterprises that you were like, I'm really onto something like this is really, we're really doing it here? Uh, yeah, and then you get slapped in the face and think that you're not <laughs> onto something. So that's been a routine of mine. Uh, I just have a calling, uh, some pulling in me for a long time to leave my mark. And it's not to be in a Forbes billionaire list. I just want to make sure that my time here is spent helping people, creating things, and having some kind of positive mark on the world. And uh, for me, it's when I help people, especially founders and startup entrepreneurs, uh, I love giving them the support that I needed building what I was building and I didn't have any support. So I had to make every mistake you can think of and quickly learn and grow and evolve and not get mad, bitter or jaded towards the world because that's very easy to do when life beats you down. So if I can help guide people and get them to a safe place uh, faster and more efficiently, but also know when to step back and make sure that they get their bruises so they can be seasoned leaders and understand that problems come up and you have to have experience to solve those problems. That's really rewarding for me. So that's that's where I feel I'm on to something for my own personal well-being and personal success is knowing that I went through hell and back multiple times and I can take those lessons and help people avoid some of them or not get too beaten down as they're experiencing some of them. What would you say the biggest lesson you learned would be? Uh, there's a lot of them, but the, the biggest lesson I've learned that's helped me have a good mental health and wellness is not give other people my mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times we sit and wonder, why did somebody do that? Why did they steal from me? Why did they hurt me? Why did they go behind my back? Well, first of all, you have to realize nobody went through your life experiences. They didn't grow up in your, whole, in your household. Nobody thinks exactly like you do. So once you understand that, the second thing is if anything happens to you, whether good or bad, and we'll just focus on bad because that's, that's the hurtful part, it's our own doing. You know, We put ourselves in that situation for that impact or that, that result. And you can't blame other people. That's on them. Say a prayer for them, wish them well. But if something happens to you, it was your actions or lack of actions that led that to happen. So once you start to understand if you're in harm's way, it's your reason for being in harm's way. And then you learn from these people and experiences. And you, your job is to make sure that that same situation doesn't happen again. So that's when my biggest growth factor is not giving other people my mindset and not blaming other people for what happened to me in a negative um, capacity. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's, you know, a, a really important piece that I think people lose, lose track of often um, that it's not, it's not always necessarily 
about you. Sometimes that person, you like, just like they don't know your life experiences, you also don't know theirs as well. Um, kind and, of pivoting. And a lot of people, but in a lot of people, especially the last few years, uh, you go through global pandemic, political unrest, uh, economic uncertainties, you know, desperate people do desperate things to survive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're just out of character moves, but that's on them again. You just have mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know, they did what they did. Then uh, I'm not their priest. I didn't raise yep. those people. They're not my responsibility. And they yep. taught me a valuable lesson that I'm going to utilize. I'm going to grow from, and I'm going to evolve from here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, pivoting a little bit, Brian, talking about, I think you mentioned before you're in 25 different industries. Did I hear that right? Over 25, correct. Over 25. Talk to me a little bit about how you've been able to grow and scale and kind of work your way into all of those different industries, other than, you know, you just being you and being great. Talk to me a little bit about that growth. Yeah, so it's um, easier to say I don't get involved in tobacco, firearms, the adult entertainment industry. So certain industries I'm not involved with, but it's nice to have this arsenal of reach and the reason i'm building what i'm building in my mind I, I my mind works better with more the more dots there are the more i can connect and all of these different companies and holdings and partnerships and industries they actually work very well together as i'm strategizing on this complete picture they share resources they open up new customers they open up new technologies and ips and open up new markets so when you have a holding company like mine I can easily connect A and B and create value. And if the market's demanding something, I can connect A, B, C, D, and E and bring these companies together and bring an actual product or technology or solution to market with all internal members of a, of a, of a holding company. Everybody knows the goal is to work together, to grow from here, and to support one another. Mm-hmm. A lot of VC models or private equity, they I've learned I've built a very unique model because I want all these companies to work together and grow and succeed. I don't want to have one successful billion-dollar unicorn and 100 failures. That doesn't make me a success. I want them all to grow and evolve and nurture one another. So... You know, some people do one thing great, and that's that's amazing. But if the market doesn't want that one thing, or there's no need for that one thing, then you're in trouble. So in my world, it's diversification. There's a there's a giant um, means to the end of what I'm creating, and it's fun when these companies can. Uh, I look at companies in a much different manner than some of the founders or leaders do. Like I can see value that they're not seeing i can take a dormant asset and drop it into my holdings and make make it actually valuable Mm -hmm. but you can only do that when there's a lot of reach a lot of resources and a lot of support so what i've built and i'm building can continue to scale Um, my time management and efficiency with what i'm building is very strong because there's great leaders that are pushing these companies forward Mm -hmm. and there's no nonsense noise again ego or greed that's involved with this it's everybody is decent good people so it's it's a movement that we're creating it's fluid momentum and energy and dropping keep dropping good things and it just gets bigger and bigger my job is to be very careful and cautious as to not invite a snake into that world because it just takes one bad apple to really start to mess everything up and that's why in my mindset i'm not driven by money i'm not materialistically motivated i'm not money motivated it is a byproduct of the work that we do. So if I meet somebody that wants to come into my world and they say, hey, Brian, we do a billion dollars next year. I'm doing this, this, and this, and this, but they're flashing me their fancy watch. They're bragging about their vacations. Their their Instagram is full of just materialistic and noise. I know we're not going to mesh. We're not going to work well together because you're on your journey. Things are your God. 
and you'll do anything to get things. I can't invite that into my world because you're going to put me in harm's way. And that's what I've learned. That's been my, my experience. I'm not judging people. I just know what doesn't work for me. So therefore, I'm very adamant and vocal when I sense something that's going to do harm to what I'm building. It, it has to go away. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, you know, having as many companies as you do within the, within the holding company, rather, um, I imagine you've met a lot of people that just aren't necessarily a good fit. Like, I'm sure you've met a lot of people and have had to part ways, um, you know, with people who may not, may not mesh well, you know, with your leadership style or, or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Uh, some I've, I've left around too long and uh, even though my gut and my soul told me we gotta, we gotta part ways. Uh, cause I, I like people. I think people are inherently good. That's one of my faults. You know, that's just not the case. Uh, so now it's minute I sense anything, it, mm-hmm. there's, there's no time for, oh, maybe it'll work out because there's just too much at risk. And I, I'm a big believer, you're 30 years old at this point, if you're 30 years old or, or more, you are who you are. Unless you have a near-death experience, you're really not going to change. So if I'm sensing some characteristics or traits that don't vibe with me or what I'm building or my holdings, I, I can't risk having you involved if I know there's something sour about the situation. Yeah. So it's important that you surround yourself with good, positive people, toxic, negative uh, souls or beings are just such a drain on your mental health and on your availability and your time. You can't do good things if you have somebody leeching and sucking these things out of you on a daily basis. That's why Sometimes you have to put people in a timeout. Sometimes you have to put, take people and completely eliminate them from your life. And it sounds cold. It could be tough if it's family members, if it's uh, loved ones, or if it's friends you grew up with. You know, certain people, their journeys and paths are just going to go off on a different route. And if you try to pull it in or you try to manage it and it's not naturally where it should be, the chances are it's going to take your, your focus and your energy and your passion off of where it should be, which is good things, which is loving things, caring things, and positive things. So it's a lot, again, it's 20 years of me figuring this out and learning. Uh, you talked to me 10 years ago, I would have a completely different answer to some of these things. But, you know, my job is to just keep being a better person each new day. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, taking every day as, as it is. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian, this has been a great conversation. As we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, you know, either about, you know, your company, entrepreneurship, you know, anything like that? Uh, you just know entrepreneurs, you're not alone. It's, it's a very difficult, hard journey. I'm a big believer in the heart of the journey, the more rewarding the outcome. Again, surround yourself with good, supportive people. I believe you have two inner circles, and you need to find a way to compartmentalize this in your mind. You have your family, your loved ones, and your, you know, your relationships in one bucket. And then, in your professional journey, you should have a different inner circle with founders like you, advisors that want to support people like you. Because odds are, your natural inner circle is not going to understand what you're doing. They're not going to be your support system. They're not. They're going to think you're crazy by going after these entrepreneurial dreams, uh, but they will be your biggest fans when you make it. So in the in the meantime, you're going to drive yourself crazy wondering why you're not getting the love and support from your natural inner circle. So have that, but also have another one to help guide and support you on your, on your professional journey. And make sure you're doing what you love. A lot of people get caught in the uh, corporate world or in jobs or places that they don't want to be, they're not passionate about. They're, you can be very strategic and scrappy on not risking much finding a 
a path where you are pulling at your passions and your dreams, you start to slowly leave one business that you're in and go to a business that you want to create, but create it very um, with, with a clever strategy where you have a customer, where you have support, where you're not going to add any more stress to your life because now you have financial burden. So go, you got to go after what you love. You got to, you got to be passionate. You got to and if you're feeling like you need to be an entrepreneur, you got to go out and do it and find people like me or other potential advisors to help guide you and put you on a path to do what you love. I love that. I love that. That's great advice. And, you know, certainly you come from, you know, a great experience to be able to advise, um, encourage. Um, you know, I think this was a, a great conversation today, Brian, and I uh, appreciate you being on Business Ninjas. Thanks, Kelsey. I appreciate it. Yeah, great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.